At Raising Cane's, we focus on being the best at one thing and getting it right every time. Which is why every chicken finger meal we serve is marinated, hand-battered, cooked to order, and made just for you. Quality isn't complicated, and our menu is proof. Raising Cane's Chicken Fingers, one love. <laughs> Skip the line and order with our app or online. You're listening to Pioneer Pulse, a Duchenne High School podcast production. All right. Hello, Pioneer Nation. I'm Jack Borgmeyer, and I'm going to be your podcast host for today. Uh, The topic for today, we are discussing the strategic plan going on here at Duchenne. I've got two great guests with me. I've got Nick Brockmeyer and Russ Cleaver. Russ, why don't you give us a little bit about who you are and some of your background? All right. Thanks, Jack. Uh, Appreciate being here today. I'm an alum, graduated back in 1987, and I have three sons that have graduated from here more recently, and I actually have uh, an eighth grader at St. Charles Bar Mail that just got accepted uh, over the weekend here, so he'll be coming for the 24-25 school year. Fantastic. Nick? Yeah, so I am not an alumni. I, uh, I have two sons that go here, uh, junior son, Cole Brockmeyer, and a freshman son, Lucas Brockmeyer. All right. Well, welcome, and thanks for, uh, for coming in and talking a little bit about uh, the strategic plan with us. Um, it's a very loaded word, strategic plan. Uh, so why don't you guys give me a little bit of background. So what, what exactly is a strategic plan? Uh, basically, I, I think it's putting something down in writing about where you want your school, the direction you want your school to go in the next five years. Um, and I think a big part of it is really getting the Duchenne community engaged in that process on, you know, what they think about the school currently and where they want it to go as well. And it's just kind of formalizing it and setting up some goals um, and giving Susan and Dominic, I think, some structure on where this where people, the community wants to see the school go in five years. Yeah, I mean, I agree with Russ. Um, One thing different in the strategic plan that I see from like a a normal business plan where, you know, Susan Noonan would sit down with Dominic and write out a plan. This was more of a collective effort from a ton of people over the, and it's over almost a year long period that we've been working on this from alumni to students to parents. I mean, well over a hundred people got to give their input. Um, and I, the well over 100 people wasn't like a concrete, like a number that we had a max. That was just the number of people that gave their input. It, I mean, the it was endless the amount of people who could have been involved in giving their input if they wanted to. So I think that's the main difference. Well, and the main reason you guys are sitting here today is because they roped you into running all of this, correct? <laughs> so so how did uh, how did you guys become so lucky to uh, get to spearhead such a giant venture for the school? I don't know, wrote might be kind of a strong word, um, but, uh, you know, I think Nick and I were part of an advisory board in the last year or two, and uh, with some of the changes taking place with the archdiocese, I think they kind of disbanded that, that board, and we're looking for ways for those that were on the board to stay engaged and get involved, and so I know Susan 
you know, asked me, I'm not sure about Nick, I would imagine the same thing, but um, asked me if I would be willing to co-chair it with Nick. And uh, she mentioned that, you know, they thought it might be total, total of 30 hours all in or something like that. So <laughs> she did kind of, you know, give us a buffer there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, same with me. I was on the original board or the past board with Russ and um, I got a call to go to Susan's office and uh, <laughs> I, I agreed to it. I think probably like Russ, I wasn't probably 100% sure what I just agreed to, <laughs> right. but uh, yeah, I agreed to help guide this. And I know a lot more about it now than I did that day. Yeah. yeah. So how, how did this all come about? I mean, I know we're in our hundredth year and there's a lot of things that are changing and <clears throat> upgrading and moving along. So um, why, why now, I guess? Uh, yeah, good question. Um, and I don't know if it necessarily has to do with the all things new with the archdiocese or, you know, if um, the archdiocese were looking at Catholic high schools differently or outside of that. But um, if you don't know, um, the archdiocese has kind of changed their structure with the um, Catholic high schools here. And they're giving the local high school, so Duchenne, more control. Uh, of what they're doing and where they're going. And so I think based on that, Susan said, okay, we're in charge of the car now and the direction we're going. So we need to put something physically in place to, you know, give us the, you know, compass of where we're going or where we want to go. I, I think it's that coupled with, uh, you know, Susan started a few years back and I think she was probably looking around for some sort of business plan or, or plan in general. <laughs> I think the story I heard, there was something sitting on a shelf, but it was uh, very outdated and I'm sure just not uh, not relevant in today's world. So I think that yeah. coupled with what Russ is saying, they, they found a need that we need to do some sort of plan. Yeah. Well, and it is, like you guys said, it's a behemoth. Um, and I know you've been working on it for <laughs> a long time. So um, we've had listening sessions, we've had gathering, we've had a bunch of input. Kind of give me an update on where are we at now? Where where are we at with uh, the plan, kind of the current status? Okay. I, think, I was going to say, I think we're... When did, when did we start on this? Was it January? In, uh, no, I think it was Spring. maybe over the summer, like June. Okay. Okay. So yeah, because I think I, I remember dropping my son off at the football camp okay. here over the summer and then okay. going to a meeting. So I think yeah, it was June. The, yeah, the meetings all kind of run together at this point from meeting <laughs> right. one till now. Right. Um, so I think we're now, at the, we're yeah. at like the, at the two yard line. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it, well, based on June, you might have another six months. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. As, as, if I, I had to put so. it in football perspective, <laughs> yeah. uh, the, the goals have been written, the objectives have been written, everything's down on paper. And I think at this point we're just waiting to, I think the listing sessions are over and we're just uh, waiting to get board approval. Okay. So that's yeah. kind of, so we're in the final, final stretch and, uh, yeah, the, the big part of it went on, you know, over the summer and into the fall where we engaged with the community, the stakeholders, like Nick had mentioned, the parents, um, students, faculty, alums, big part of it, um, and got all the data, all the, you know, all the information and stuff. And then on December 9th, we met uh, with 60 plus people and went over all of it. Um, and basically put down the goals uh, part of the strategic plan and basically put the document together. Um, we're kind of in the middle of listening sessions right now. Um, I don't think we have anything 
on the schedule to do another one. However, if somebody listening to this is interested, call Becky Williamson. Um, she's organizing a listening session, listening sessions, and we'll let you know. Um, so it's not, you know, quite complete yet. Um, you know, because there could be changes as a result of the listening sessions. Uh, and in the end, um, you know, with all the information and the listening going on, Susan and Dominic will kind of have the final say on the wording of it. Gotcha. And, and kind of all in, just to give a brief summary, it started with, you know, internal meetings, kind of us getting together, structuring how this was going to work, who the chairs were going to be, the co-chairs, the people under those co-chairs. It was yeah. like a huge structure, pyramid yeah. of how this was all going to line up. And then we went into, I think the first thing we did was uh, surveys. Right. And then we did some uh, listening sessions here where everybody moved around the, the school and did some in-person sessions and then another survey and then the goal writing days. So... Yeah, yeah, over the last six, seven months, there's been several sessions leading up to this final plan. So the plan itself, so I know it's it's fairly intense and we've got a lot of goals. What are some of the areas uh, in the strategic plan that, that we talked about with yeah, all these so different people? The way um, I should say that there was a company that Duchenne partnered up with, like Russ and I didn't invent or create how to do a strategic plan. Nobody, nobody had to know that. You just told everybody. <laughs> Uh, there was a company that Duchenne partnered with. I can't remember. Partners in Mission. Partners in yeah. Mission. The yep. guy's name was uh, Michael Loyette. Yep. And he was amazing to work with over the last six months. But um, the main thing that you need to realize is that they've separated the strategic plan into eight areas. So uh, we have academics, advancement, Catholic identity, enrollment, facilities, finance, governance, and student life. So between those eight areas, um, I think that basically covered everything, or we found a way to at least put it in one of those compartments. Yeah. <laughs> but that's kind of the breakdown of the eight areas. Gotcha. And then under each area, you know, that's where we had goals and objectives. <clears throat> okay. Like what are what are some of the goals that they came up with for some of those different areas? Yeah, I know one of them, of course, with I think everybody's familiar with is enrollment, right? I think that's, you know, number one, number two, and number three is how do we increase enrollment? So um, a big part of that is developing, you know, not only a process of how we do that and, uh, you know, how do we increase enrollment, but also to identify what the optimal enrollment is. Um, and so one of the main goals is, you know, that two-prong process is identifying what the optimal amount of enrollment is or that figure is and then okay how do we get there another one that jumps out to me is finance because you guys touched on you know the difference on how the schools are not just our school but all the catholic schools are going to be operated under the you know the new archdiocese plan uh, which is still i don't think 100 percent clear but you know it's becoming clear that becoming you know self-sufficient under that new plan being able to basically run it ourselves yeah. To your point, Russ, yeah, without, right. without any of the Running our own business yeah. versus running under them. Yep. Yeah. And then another big one, too, is facilities, Yeah, right? Um, so um, putting together a five-year facility plan on what we want the school to look, with, look, at, look like. And, you know, because I think a big part of it, too, that people came across was just the aesthetics of it all, and especially the front of the building, Right. Um, because this is an old building and we've been around a long time. So, you know, how do we freshen that up? What's the look we give to it to let people know that, hey, Duchenne is alive and well and we're kicking. 
and we're going to be going strong, you know, for another hundred years. So how do we get the outside to look like that? So that's part of it as well. Yeah. And one thing that jumped out to me when we were doing the facilities is in addition to what Russ was saying, a lot of the facilities had to do with safety. Um, and while this, over the last six or seven months, while this was happening with the goals and objectives that, um, like this is almost like a living document, you know, because things are changing even during those six or seven months, the amount of safety improvements I keep seeing around Duchenne with the, the door locking and the cameras and the different pylons out in front of buildings. I, I just, they're making a lot of improvements as we speak before this is even. Yeah. It's like you come up Friday yeah. for a game and there's something new, yeah. you know, that you're like, wait, where'd that come from? Right. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 So it's I'm, not like the school's sitting back <laughs> waiting on the ink to drown this plan to get yeah. to work. Yeah. yeah. Good point. Um, and then two, the students, were, the students were very involved in the process as well. So academics, um, and student life were a big part of it too. So I think, um, you know, just making sure that um, the guidance counselors are doing what they need to do to make sure that um, the students, when they're looking at life after high school, um, have good direction on where they're going. And then two, that the students with everything that they're bombarded with, uh, with social media and everything these days, that there's a good work life balance, you know, student life balance. And so that's, that's a part of it as well. I can't, I just being the age that we are and the, you know, when we came through school, I can't imagine having social media be a part of that growing up. Yeah. Just the, the craziness that it it creates, I guess, you know, in, in already complicated lives. So, right. You gotta be on all the time. (laughs) Right. right? Yeah. And I could have never done that back. Yeah. I mean, there's so many things while doing this plan that it's opened my eyes to like, we're sitting in this podcast room right now. We're looking out at this e-sports arena Yeah, (laughs) and all these like multiple monitors going right now with these kids practicing their games for, you know, e-sports. So there's just so many changes that like, we just didn't have. <laughs> well, and, and Russ and I, you'll remember too. I mean, you this was the librarian's office. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, we'd be out on the stacks that were out here doing our research papers and everything like that. And now there's there's no books. You know, yeah. it's like yeah. you do a research paper. It's like, oh, go to, you know, go find your sources online. And, you know. They have their iPad. Exactly. Yeah. And just thank on God we didn't have cameras back in that day <laughs> that we took with us and used. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so we sound like would be a lot different. A bunch of old guys <laughs> yeah. sitting around right now. <laughs> right. Now. Yeah, well, we are. Yeah. Really. At least I yeah. am. <laughs> uh, any other any other interesting goals that you came across as kind of we were going through everything? I know uh, we've got Catholic identity in there yeah. too, and you know, and a lot about about the you know the just the Catholic mission. I know the Archdiocese of uh, you know is very heavy on keeping that as the main right. you know, the main piece of the pie. Yeah, um, I think and, governance is a big one that's going through a big transition right now because, like Russ said, the the board went from more to advisory board, uh, and then that board kind of disassembled and then they created a new board it's more of um, a business type board of directors corporate yeah corporate board yeah and um so i think the timing of that all happening in conjunction with the strategic plan that was an important area that you're probably going to see the biggest changes in yeah yeah and you know answering your catholic identity point um you know maybe even five, 10 years ago, uh, but longer than that, we used to have priests that were on the faculty or, you know, running the place, if, you know, as a president, uh, which, of course, we don't have that anymore. Um, I think just, you know, scarcity of priests and stuff like that. So part of that Catholic identity is, you know, how do we get 
priest here locally engaged and more on campus as well. Yep. Yep. Uh, lots of goals, lots of places to go. So, uh, you know, any, any inclinations on where we're going to see ourselves in, in five years here, 10 years here? I think we're heading in a great direction. Personally. Yeah. Not just saying that because we did this strategic plan, but as a whole, I just think we're heading in a great direction. I think there's a lot of momentum and um, I'm excited. Yeah. Um, you know, I was talking about my son who's in eighth grade at St. Charles Barmiel. Um, so I'm going to be on campus here the next four years. So I'm excited to see what's coming down the pipeline. But I know there's a good number of students coming from Barmiel. Um, so I think um, the excitement's already starting to reach out mm-hmm. to the community as well. Uh, and I think it's going to show in the next freshman class and the enrollment that we have in that. Um, so that's going to be fun to, you know, like you said, when you come up here, uh, occasionally see the aesthetic changes, you know, what's going on with the building, but just, you know, see the amount of students and what's going on in the athletic field and everything. Um, you know, I know there's been some excitement with the soccer team winning uh, state. Uh, and so I think this kind of just all dovetails off that. Yeah, there's been a lot of buzz. I mean, just being out in the community, too, and just, you know, not necessarily people knowing that the strategic plan, but just the things that have been happening here, you know, this last year and a half. And yeah, um, I know enrollment numbers are up, you know, um, and everything's going good. I think uh, Becky actually said there was 12 or 13 kids coming from Cletus. Okay, Um, great. Another handful, a good handful coming from Seton, you know, so so the feeder schools seem to be, you know, getting back to the point they you know, yeah, I think half the eighth eighth class at Barmail is coming here, which that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. it's and a I, lot bigger than what it had been. And I'm not just saying this because Eric's sitting over here on the computer, but <laughs> when and I've told Eric this to his face, but when my kids first got here three years ago, I think one of the biggest areas the school was lacking was just like a social media presence. Yep. Um, there was just nothing really. Um, I think Eric arrived around that same time. And I mean, it's just night and day difference. Yeah. Like, there's constant content being put out and not just content, like in a good way. Yeah. Um, there's always something to share. Always there's always something, something like, going or, out yeah. there. And yep. yeah, and I think that just shows that the school is alive and doing well and everybody's having a good time here, which they are. So yeah. And, and I think a big part too was reengaging with the alum, the alumni, because yep. we, a you know, hundred years, such have such a big alumni base, right? And, uh, and I think the school is really doing a good job of getting them back, getting them reconnected. I think this strategic plan was a part of that, getting them reengaged, but then getting them back on campus to celebrate, um, you know, the anniversary of state titles and things like that. And then when they come up here, um, you know, they're going to see the changes going on at Duchenne outside and inside. And I think just continues to build that excitement. Yeah, and yeah. we've got we've got a big one of those weekends coming up this yeah. weekend. We've got yeah. uh, Friday night. Well, we've got men's basketball. We've got baseball. Is it, I think a 1984 baseball yeah, team. Baseball, baseball team, yeah. women's track team from '84, yeah. state champions. We've got uh, the men's soccer team from this year uh, being recognized with their state trophy. Uh, the Diamond Lines doing their yeah. alumni dance. Yeah. Right, um, should so be a lot of alumni on campus. Yeah. and if you're an alumni that's out there like listening to this podcast and you haven't been involved or, or don't. I don't know. Don't feel comfortable coming up here, whatever. You really should. Like, I think you'd be blown away. I mean, even if it's only been a year or two, like at the improvements that are going on here at Duchenne. Yep. 
yeah. just stop by or call and make an appointment. Like <clears throat> somebody here would love to show you around and see what all what's going on and get you involved any way they can. Yeah. You guys go back to like I said, I'm not an alum here, but like when we won uh, state finals in soccer that day at Soccer Park a few months back, that was just awesome to see. Like, and I know it really stood out to my son Cole, just like how many alum yeah. were there. Yep. Yeah. yeah. And wearing, uh, wearing their old yeah. letter jackets and everything <laughs> like, like that. It, it really like, means something yeah. to them. Yeah. Yeah. And Nancy Rothermick Cole, I think, would yeah. love, you know, she's at Duchenne here. And I think, you know, she kind of leads in getting the alumni uh, engaged and on campus and stuff. So, yeah, call Nancy. She'd love to give you a one-on-one tour or tell you what's going on. So just for from you guys with being through the strategic plan process and everything like that, what what are we most what should we be most excited for coming out of the strategic plan? I know we've talked about uh, a lot of the things that are happening around here, but is it what from the strategic plan should we kind of be getting on board and getting behind? Yeah, I mean, I think just that we have direction, right? Um, that we have a place that we want this school to look like, and again. You know, it's it's been tough on the enrollment numbers, and I think that's just kind of all combined with the um, all things do and everything. And I think that script is over with, and we're into the new script um, that we're a vibrant, growing Duchenne community, uh, that we have up-to-date classes, uh, we have up-to-date you know, needs or wants. So, um, you know, I think it's just direction and you're going to start to see some changes inside and outside of the school. Yeah. And to me, this, the strategic plan, um, just kind of goes hand in hand with like the hundredth year and the all things new and the separation a little bit from the archdiocese. And if you, if you put all that together, I would just look at it as like the start of a new chapter for Duchenne. And what, in my opinion, is going to be the most exciting chapter. So that's kind of how I would summarize that. Very cool. Very cool. Well, gentlemen, anything else to add? Or Uh, yeah, I I think uh, we would be remiss, Nick, if we did not give a special shout out to the domain chairs, uh, because I think you would agree with me, Nick, that being the co-chairs, you know, there was work to be done, but it was less than what the domain chairs did. They took the brunt of the work. I would. Completely agree with you. I obviously, <laughs> when we got into this, I assume the chairs, you and I were going to be doing the most work. Right. Um, and I think that the eight domain chairs definitely worked harder than we did. I mean, yeah. we were around a lot, but um, yeah, they put in a lot of work. Yeah. Yeah. So I know Nick and I kind of split the domain chairs. So I did four uh, or took kind of control of four and Nick control four. And so definitely thank them for all the work that they put in. Gentlemen, thanks for joining us today for this episode on the strategic plan. And uh, we look forward for great things to come. Yeah, thanks, Jack. Appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you.